0: Welcome to the Ron Show for Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. I am your host, that would be me, Ron, Ron Roberts. And we appreciate you listening on the America One Radio app and at AmericaOneRadio.com. Phone number 404-913-2725. Email me directly, ron at ronshowatl.com. You can also follow us at ronshowatl on Twitter. Archived audio from past shows you want to catch up? Fine, that's cool. Listen in your leisure at ronshowatl.com. So, uh, let's see, what's uh, what's happened since we last spoke yesterday? Well, we've seen a, a a record breaker. Yeah, 300,000 early voters yesterday. That's pretty incredible stuff. 300,000 folks uh, made their way to the turnstiles. I, I, I among them, whew, what a long, what was it, one hour and 52 minutes that was to get my early vote in yesterday, and as suspected, I walked in there, and there was, uh, like, I don't know why it took so long, but it took a minute to get us all in there. Um, I think they were saying it was like 87 per minute uh, in Fulton County. Uh, we're, we're able to vote, and mm, the uh, the folks at the Ponce Library doing their best to uh, to get us in there and through as fast as possible. I was waiting, actually, at the, the table with uh, three folks who were checking people in, Working for the uh, Fulton Election Board, and it—if it, I was hearing correctly—they had one internet hotspot for six folks on it. I'm thinking maybe internet connection may have had a lot to do with uh, how long that was taking to vote. So uh, that's good news. Good news that we had so many folks voting. We have seen uh, more than 500,000 people vote. That is roughly uh, seven and a quarter percent of registered voters so far. We're looking at some data here, and I'm quoting a tweet from Anthony Michael Kreese, who is a professor at Georgia State University. So far, 38% of the voters are African American, 55% are women, and millennials are substantially underperforming other age groups. Now, we did see a big spike from millennial voters, millennial and younger voters, actually, um, the, uh, the Gen Z voters, uh, over the weekend but we are seeing a, a little bit of a drop-off now with the folks who are in the lead as far as turnout goes, ranging in age from 45 to 80. The, the uh, number one component there would be, um looking at this sideways, the 65- to 70-year-old voters and the 60- 60 to 65-year-old voters. So um, it, it would appear that we've got a, a little bit of the... Uh, Delinquent min- millennial situation. And uh, I saw someone tweet it. It was uh, Eric Tusink, by the way, said that he was uh, pulling this theory directly from his posterior that millennials are the cohort both in the thick of careers and parenting young children, and thus the most likely to procrastinate. So I'm not worried yet, but early voting is open all this week, and in most places until 7 p.m. Some counties and polling places differ. Uh, Head to mvp.sos.ga.gov to find out specifically where you are able to vote in your county. And yes, you do have to vote in your county Uh, uh, at all this week. And we understand, looking at the forecast yesterday, we saw that there was a, a good chance of rain for Wednesday. That does seem to be holding still. But it looks like that rain is going to be late in the day. So if you're going to vote early and you're going to have to stand out in line to do so, tomorrow may only be a good day before, say, 3, 4 o'clock. And uh, today is absolutely uh, gorgeous right now, although we are seeing some rain coming in at 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, highs uh, right now in the uh, mid to upper 60s tomorrow, about 65. And then we get a little bit of a cool off Thursday and Friday. Just giving you the forecast so that when you go out to stand in line, you know how to dress, dress appropriately. Um, Tuesday, by the way, election day, high of 72. So it stands to be kind of warm when you're standing out in line to vote. You may have to bring your own bottle of water because remember, we can be having that from other folks. Here's what we uh, are going to be talking about uh, this first segment in particular. We are seeing now new information from the Daily Beast that talks about the home that the Walkers call their air quotes, residence, uh, had been rented out until just recently. So if it is the Walker's legal residence here in the state of Georgia, that's only a recent development. See, Herschel Walker's wife, Julie Blanchard Walker, has owned that property for more than 17 years, which predates their marriage. They've been married about 10 years. and for the most part, that has been rental income property for Julie. It's on uh, Mount Perrin Road, 999 Mount Perrin Road here in Atlanta. And initial FEC records showed that that was the campaign headquarters as well for the Herschel Walker campaign. But it had been rented out. According to their tax records and property records here in Fulton County, That property had been rented out until just recently in the year 2021, which brings up more questions about the legality of Herschel Walker to even be running for a U.S. Senate seat representing the state of Georgia when he doesn't own property and wasn't even a resident of this state until just before filing to run for office here in the state of Georgia. Reading now from the Daily Beast, the house doubled as the Walker campaign's first official address when he launched his bid in August 2021. Fulton County tax and property records show the the home is solely owned by Walker's wife, Julie Blanchard, who also collected rental income from 2020 and 2021, ranging from $15,000 to $50,000, according to the disclosure defining the asset as, quote, Georgia residents. Blanchard's company also received a previously unreported $49,997 in COVID relief loans over that same period at Walker's Texas address, according to federal data. On one since revised financial disclosure, Walker claimed the company had generated rental income for Blanchard, suggesting the company had an operational stake in the Atlanta property. A Walker spokesperson did not reply to the Daily Beast request for comment. The rental income which was earned between 2020 and 2021, suggests the Walkers had not only not been living in Georgia before his campaign, but hadn't used the home for anything but a passive cash stream. That further complicates the variegated story that Walker, a Georgia native and former Dallas Cowboy who has lived in Texas since stepping away from the NFL in the 1990s, has told about his relationship to the state he is now vying to represent in Washington. By the way, friend of the show, Keith McCants, uh, down in the uh, the Spring Hill, southeast Georgia area, had tweeted this uh, yesterday. <laughs> he too, like myself and many others, have been, black, uh, have been blocked by the Herschel Walker Twitter account. He tweeted, when the truth hurts, that's when they try to ignore you or better yet, block you. Anyone who knows me knows I don't pull any punches. And he has a screen grab of the Herschel Twitter campaign blocking him. Greg Bluestein at the AJC, by the way, retweeted that and made a note. I don't think Herschel Walker's campaign actually blocked this account. I've heard his wife, Julie, has a tendency to block accounts with coverage she doesn't like. I know this from personal experience, to which I had to chime in. Herschel's had a long history of running behind good blockers. (laughs) His wife is the latest. Uh, It's a football pun. Hopefully you get it because it's funny. I'm sorry. I, you know, I don't, I don't like to brag about my own humor being funny, but that's damn funny. Now, while I did get to vote yesterday, spending, again, one hour, 52 minutes to get that vote in at the Ponce Library, not that I'm sore about it, or but actually I am a little sore. My lower back is bothering me. I didn't wear the shoes needed to stand on the sidewalk as long as I did. Oh, well, I'm, uh, Got a little time, maybe I'll hit the chiropractor today. Anyway, um, I did not, because of that, however, have time to both do my show from yesterday and get up to see the Dave Matthews performance at the Battery Atlanta, the Roxy, uh, and uh, for that, I'm I'm a little sore about this. I'm a little I'm a little bummed, but from my understanding, the person who graced the stage—I'm sorry—the the the creature that graced the stage that got the largest applause. Alvin the Beagle. Alvin the Beagle that's in the Warnock ads. I want to meet Alvin the Beagle pretty bad, too, if I'm being honest. That is one cute. Beagles are cute. That is a cute dog. <sighs> Alvin the Beagle. Drew a greater applause than the candidate, Reverend Senator Raphael, uh, Raphael Warnock. Although maybe because they were coming out on the stage stage, it was for both of them. I don't know. And, of course, drawing a larger applause than the, the guest of honor the host, the performer, Dave Matthews. Alvin the Beagle, y'all. Alvin the Beagle's a star. Alvin the Beagle could probably run for U.S. Senate (laughs) and draw just as many votes, if not more, than the other dog that's on the ballot. Oh, well, Alvin, too late. I already early voted. My vote is going for your friend, Reverend Senator Raphael Warnock. All right. So more to talk about here on The Run Show to cover uh, everything that's going on in the the Senate race and here throughout Metro Atlanta. And even looking back at my hometown, yeah, I'm looking at you, Augusta. What's up with this, uh, this Buckhead cityhood movement that you're trying to pull off in Augusta? No, they don't have a Buckhead neighborhood, but they've got a neighborhood similar to Buckhead. It's called Somerville. And now Somerville wants to try and do what the folks in Buckhead weren't able to do and it makes no sense. I'll cover that at the end of the show as well. Here on The Ron Show, again, our phone lines, 404-913-2725. Email me, ron, at ronshowetl.com, and follow us at ronshowetl on Twitter. We're back after this on the America One Radio app and at Radio.com. <laughs> Incidentally, for those who don't know, my full time job is that I am a realtor, a real estate agent with eXp Realty. And you can dive right in to the latest listings, get your home value checked out, check out open houses by visiting me at rononthereal.com. Even share some uh, blog posts that has me focusing in on the real estate industry and trends. Obviously, interest rates are climbing right now, which has a lot of folks thinking, oh, that means the market's going to go south. Mm, Atlanta's Atlanta's a different animal. Money Magazine actually says that Atlanta is the number one place to live, the best place to live in the United States. And by 2040, there will be two and a half million more of us living in Metro Atlanta. There's like six million now. That's a big chunk of people coming in the next 18 years. And I know what you're thinking. 18 years, that's that's a long way from now. Do you know it was 18 years ago we were all jamming in the club to a new song called Yeah by Usher, Little John, and Ludacris? Yeah. (laughs) Not all that long ago, right? Life moves pretty fast. Ferris Bueller, thank you. Currently, we are seeing mortgage interest rates at or above 7%. That's a far cry from the below 3% figures we were enjoying the last two years, but they're not all that different than what they were in 2004, 18 years ago. And by 2040, if you pull the trigger on a home purchase or a rental income investment property today, you'd be either done with it if you chose a 15-year mortgage or more than halfway through a 30-year note with equity growing by the year in a local housing market needing space for two and a half million more people by 2040. What I'm saying is what you buy now is likely going to be wildly more valuable in 2040 or even 2030. It really is good to be number one, especially if you own your own home or a rental income property or both in Metro Atlanta. Hit me up, Ron at rononthereal.com, 843-283-0078, Georgia MLS three nine six seven two zero.